warfare to film. So I don't think that joke was How small were the cameras at this point that they could get the, you know? Well, when he says he's behind home plate, I bet you he means in the seats. Yeah, yeah. And also, that probably cost him a pretty penny. Um, now, it was a short called Ball's Bluff, so therefore, it probably wasn't backed by a studio. Okay, here's another reason I hate this film. They've all escaped. Did you right. see that? They've yeah. all been let out. So that makes you think that this film is going somewhere. Right. But what's going to happen is you're going to get your you're going to get dashed because it never happened. They're back in the pound. Look, they're all free roaming the streets and they're loving it. Yeah, like you said, it seems like we're making progress here. Right. Now we're getting a plot. I, I like it. I still, I still vouch for this movie. He's showing all possibilities. He's showing them escaping, and then you know, ultimately, there's no escape. They die. Okay. <laughs> there is some confusion. There's, there's those little touches. The great shot of New York. Wow. Yeah, um, the Empire State Building. The uh, of just the, the, like that, where they all of a sudden these dogs interact with people. Were those all other dogs, or are those people that they're you know? Hey, good question. Those no, must we never, be other we never people. Get, yeah, we never get it. I was saying to Mike, I think it might have been you when you were getting your dog, Carl. Like, it might have paid off to, not that I want to see all these people nude, but <laughs> dogs aren't wearing clothes. Like, let us know, like, how we could tell the difference between a person and a dog. Yeah. Nude like, would work. Nude, you know, or, yeah, because they're not wearing it, or a, a collar on all the dogs or something. Yeah. Like, this That's guy here, I thought he was a dog in the beginning. Right, exactly. <laughs> He's got a leash, right? Hanging now, yeah. here's Stan Lee again, and as you know, he was looking for his dog, Rodney. So he's going to go in there, and he's going to go, Rodney, and he's found Rodney. But he's going to go, wait a minute, you're not Rodney. And then the boxer's going to be like, what's the difference? And he's going to go, Rodney. <laughs> it's it's a little funny and a little dumb. Oh, my God, wait a second. I, I, I Is this all going over my head? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously it has, but. Rodney is, is the boxer a boxer? Is there are, are these things about the breeds? Y yes, yes. That's why the Siamese cat is Asian, and uh, that, I, that that one I picked up on, but I didn't pick the boxer up. I'm so I'm an idiot. Uh, okay, the one so who now, looks very Irish with his red hair is an Irish setter. Irish setter. Oh, and there's a German guy too, right? German Shepherd. Uh, yeah. let oh, me no, no, it doesn't work. Uh, he is a Dutch hound. Dutch hound. All right, guys, break it up. I'm playing referee. Break it up. Break it up. Two corners. Girl, a poodle? What's she? Is she? What are we? She's just a female dog. Now look, this is like really creepy. Watch what happens here. <laughs> She asked Downey Sr. for her paycheck. Now, look, she was dreaming. She's not getting run over by a car, and they're all back in the pound. She dreamt the dogs escaped. She let the dogs out. Do you see the carbon monoxide that really ended up in that tunnel? It's a strange place to shoot. Yeah. It doesn't look like a real, like, a dog pound at all. Nope. But it's no. cool. 
it really looks like the West Village. Like, you're not on Bleecker Street. You're, like, on one of the other parallel streets to it. Um, it's like you're between West Broadway and Broadway on one of the side streets, like Spring Street or something. So this that's is, like, a, a factory on Spring Street? I guess that's why I hesitated when you were, like, do you recognize it? Because, like, I recognize the neighborhood, not the place. It's, I mean, it's from 70, so it's, it's, you know, a lot of it's probably disappeared by the time we were hanging out. Well, the thing is, if you go down to, like, what did I say, Spring Street, you'll see that it's the word cobblestone. You know, the roads are, 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 are kind of brick. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what makes it clearly uh, West Broadway area. What is going on with this film, man? <laughs> they were just out and on the street, and they were free. They were free, buddy. Now this Ooh, is gonna, he's oh. going to jerk off. Oh, yeah, way to go! Yes, Here's what I think of your script, senior. He's really jerking it. Yep, and yep. Robert Downey Jr.'s mom loves it. And look, yeah, what is the Deutschland? This is called acting. Wasn't this a commercial for Edmonds? <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. cat doesn't get it. He's not full. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it was well produced. I thought it was a commercial for a second. <laughs> now, look how... Do you think even though he's Arabic, he really is black? Because look at the hair. I mean, he's still... Yeah, he definitely... I mean, it's there's a... Uh, kind of a, a cross there, right? He's yeah, I almost said African-American, but if you're not from America, you can't say that. Um, Antonio Fargus. Now, first of all, his name's Antonio, so that's kind of a Western yeah, name. Right. Um, I can't find... Can Maybe you, can he's born... Does he have an iguana and smoke pot in his apartment? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that whole Starsky and Hutch film they didn't do the stars did you guys did you see uh was it called black power fist or something like that is that it, kind of the spoof one is that the yeah they did black, a black rotation spoof yeah black film. dynamite black dynamite yeah now yeah. that's what starsky and hutch should have been right they yeah. should have brought us back to that you know uh filmed in 35 millimeter film but yet it's a tv show yeah, black, black colors I don't know. Black Dynamite reminds me of like Grindhouse and uh, Turbo Kid, where it's not parody, but it's not homage. It's like this weird gray zone. Like it, yeah. it replicates what it parodies, but it parodies what it replicates. And you don't think it, it was homage? Yeah. No. I think it's beyond homage. I think like they they did it like usually that would be like a parody. It'll be a sketch, and they'll make fun of it. But they don't make fun of it. They just keep the the tropes and the look yeah, and the, the vibe. Uh, the, yeah. They kind of amplify it. Yeah. So like, yeah. you're you're embracing it, but also making fun of it. But you're still embracing it. It's strange. Like I, yeah, I just, like you exaggerate it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rather than undercut it for the humor, they almost go over the top with it for the humor. Yeah. 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 And you can't tell if it's a joke or not. Right. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. Okay. So here's something about Putney Swope. And, and uh, you know, I'm not recommending that you necessarily see it, uh, Steve, but uh, we yeah. sure have been talking about it a lot. Uh, he, see, 
Senior says this is a film that nobody that nobody wanted. I think there was one distributor left who hadn't seen it, a guy named Rugoff, who owned Cinema 5 and all these theaters uptown. He said, I don't understand it, but I like it. He took the film, opened it in about a month, uh, in about a month in one of his theaters, Cinema 2, a big deal, and damn right, it sold out. Wow. I went to Temple University in 68 or 9 to show Putney Swope. I had my kid with me. After the screening, a guy comes up in a jacket and tie. Thank you for getting me into advertising. Wow. Yeah, it's a funny movie, and it's a, it's a good take on advertisement. But Well, I mean, the point of it was an African-American was now in charge of a major corporation. And so there was a bunch of stereo. Okay, here is clearly uh, a Allison Downey. You see the angel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, they're finally escaping. Through the pearly gates, though, because <laughs> they're going to die. They're going to die or they're dead? I don't know, Michael. I don't see them dead yet. Right. We're going to see and watch them is die. This the farm? Going to the farm? They're going to yes. die from gas, too. <laughs> this guy's ne never been a metaphor that doesn't last more than two minutes. <laughs> Good point. We get it. Walk slower. Yeah. Bad dogs. Bad dogs. There's now look at the daughter. Now I guess she didn't want there must be some story why she's not I mean Listen. with a successful brother. I think if she wanted to, she could be in a film or two, you know? Yeah. She had her own life, Carl. Who knows? Not not everyone, you know. Um, Mike, I read about her, and her own life was not very pretty. So, I mean, don't talk like you know. Okay, see all the gas? Yeah. They're getting killed right now. Yay. Yeah. Well, that's the irony, right, is that heaven has its own gate as well, just like just like the pound. You get the gate closed and, behind them. <laughs> that's right. The movie Heaven's Gate bankrupt uh, Universal's uh, art, no, MGM, and they had a merge with UA. That's right, yeah. Now, the thing is, it sucks that they're dying, but at least the movie's going somewhere. Making we progress. Knew, we knew they were going to get killed. That's the whole point of this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, he has four arms. <laughs> like that Hindu god. Oh, it's a trick. Yeah, shut up. This guy doesn't die. This guy dies laughing. Last, how ironic. The guy doesn't shut up yet. You know. Right. <laughs> I would hope maybe he would die before me, but no. Oh, so you could have a moment of quiet? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Keep going. That's the penguin on the floor. Oh. Uh, March of Death. Why a penguin? Get a tuxedo? Yes. Now, um, at least Downey is checking his pulse and making sure he's dead. I don't know. I guess she has concern. And he's a nice camera. Oh, Again, this did, is she, did she act in a lot? Mrs. Mrs. Downey? Yep. And she was in all of his stuff. All the stuff, all his stuff. Anything else like after they split or anything? 
After they split, I would doubt it. Let me just look at his list just, here. Yeah, kind of. So he wasn't in Up the Academy. Um, maybe okay. 1972 Greaser's Palace. That was the last thing she was in. They were divorced in the 80s. In 85, 86, he actually directed three episodes of TV's The Twilight Zone. Oh. And um, who who is the the host of the 80s one? They just had an anonymous voice. Was it Burgess Meredith? Burgess Meredith was I, under the movie. It's a great question. I do not know. I like the 80s Twilight Zones. There was Wes Craven directed a bunch of them. Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of them. The music's not bad in this either. Very. Oh, so this is their good to goodbye party, right? I, or... I don't know. It sort of looks like they, somebody had a party any old way. <laughs> so nice they party. loved it. Ice sculptures. Oh, there's uh, Robert. Nope. No? No. Different uh, floppy-haired boy? None of these act. Well, Robert's five, and he's really distinct looking. It's, it's just not him. None of the actors in the film are in this scene. I don't know why it's here. Oh, really? It's an ice bar. Ice carvings and cold temperatures. I thought that guy over there, that was that... that he looked like the penguin, right? Yeah, that, but that's not him. So maybe uh, he's... I don't know the answer. I just never noticed him until... Yeah. And he was the very last second of that right. statement. Yeah. Ooh, Pound of Flesh. That would be another porn title. Uh, good one. Mm, nice. It took me 40 minutes, but I'm glad. Now, this keeper, her name's Carolyn Cardwell, and she's only known for Putney, Swope, and Pound. I can't believe she's trying to teach her a new trick. Well, no, she's going to now give birth to a penguin. And the 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 Deutschhound there obviously is not the father. She must have slept with the penguin. Oh, like Catwoman. I guess, yes. <laughs> he, she slept with the penguin, too. <laughs> I thought she was about to die. She does have a little 60s Batman feel, right? Like, she could be, yeah. She could be a villain. Like, Congratulations, it's a penguin dog. <laughs> He's giving birth. Now, I don't know what's going on, because everyone died. So they didn't die? See what I mean? They didn't die, yeah. Sometimes the gas just uh, encourages birth versus it's killing. You saying she died before she gave birth? That's I don't worse. know, but that's the thing about the movie. Are we out of order in a chronological sense, or or they made it, or or Robert didn't care? There you go. Look, it's a oh, there it is. Taxidermy penguin. It's the penguin from my desk in my house. <laughs> I brought it to the set. I didn't know they were born so so fully grown and, and so stiff. Yeah. That's for a penguin book. Not a penguin. Pippin, what is it? Right? There's South Pole and North Pole and 
One of them's like a puffin. Puffin is that what it's called? Oh, at the opposite end. Yeah. I never saw the documentary. Now look, here's Carolyn. So she's alive. They're all alive now. Oh yeah. I heard Penguin have happy feet. <laughs> For marching. Just hanging around. When is this film going to end? As if I didn't know. Dog day afternoon. Let's listen. What's going on? Because I think I'm out of stories right, to I'm tell you about this Robert Downey Jr. Senior. I'll be done. Carl, do you know anything about their their marriage, like how they met, uh, uh, the husband and wife? Down no, the, no, I don't. But I do know that his last name is not really Downey. That was his oh. stepfather's name. Oh, yeah, he he That's took it when he went into the army. He changed his name to his stepfather. His um, original last name was Anthony Hall. It's strange. <laughs> Um, it's Elias. Downey was born in New York City, New York, New York. He's the son of Elizabeth McLaughlin. It's not McLaughlin, but it's close. A model and Robert Elias, who worked in a hotel restaurant management. He took the surname of his stepfather, James Downey, when enlisting in the army. Oh, wow. It's okay. It's just a baby Ruth. Oh, here's the old piano player in the abandoned pool routine. Yeah, now, now the, the honky killer is going to see his wife in the corner. And the wife says, if you don't sleep with me tonight, then I'm telling the authorities about you. So he decides that he will kill her because of that. And then uh, the piano player prevents him. It doesn't make any sense. What does this have to do with anything? Mike, say this movie's bad, I dare you. With the, piano, the piano player has a good line, though. He says that she might be your wife, but she's my lady or something like that. That's right. He does. Now, you saw this film, Mike. That is what he you said. You know what? It's an hour and a half into this film. I've been meaning to see this movie all my life. Here we go. That's the line. She may be your wife, but she's my Whoa. woman. I've been waiting to see this movie for a long – since I read about it in Playboy magazine in the 80s. And then yeah, I realized – I you I know that, Steve, that this show is all based upon the fact that YouTube – Mike used to read periodicals about movies, and he would never see them, but he would learn yeah. all about them. Yeah. And now we can see them all. We're talking about, like, real shitty movies, like this movie or yeah. stuff that you – the only way you can see it is by reading some guy's version of it. You would come across it. That's impressive. Right. You'd have to go down to the Zigfield for an 11 o'clock showing on a Wednesday if you want. You had to, to go to a, a flea market and buy it on video cassette if you're looking. Right. Yeah. But it's all on YouTube, and uh, I figured for a movie show, we might as well make it talk over You know, movie shows sometimes – your show does this, Steve, but I feel like some movie shows, they last longer than the movie itself. So we might as well watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's appropriation. We're, we're remixing existing content for our own yes, uh, product. Yes, as, as you should. This, this is the best thing that's happened to this film in a long time. <laughs> Now he is okay. There goes the gas. Yes, it's kind of disturbing. As a Jew, as a Jew, I'm going to say this is disturbing. <laughs> they showed this on Israeli television. How cruel! Touchy, touchy, touchy. They might have just purchased a film and 
And the guy who made the subtitles, he must have known. I don't think anyone watched this ever. You know, they, they probably show it twice a day. Now, why is the gas near the keeper? She fucked up. Talk to Con Ed about that. Oh, okay. I was always, what about the baby penguin? Is it going to get gas too? Well, see, that's the thing. Didn't we already see this? Didn't they already die? Didn't they go all through the pearly gates? Now we're seeing it again. It it doesn't, it's... Yeah. Oh, I am acting. And also choking on real smoke. <laughs> they were method actors, but not by choice for this scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. What's on TV? It's closed circuit. Yeah. <laughs> it's outside the door of the pound. State of the art, 1970. Okay. I want you to stay still and pretend you're dead. Keep your eyes open. Go. Okay, we're going to do some yoga. We're going to start with some down dog poses. Elise was breathing. Oh. Rabies. Like Personal touch. Breathing, breathing. Where are those hands? There was a, what are we looking at? Oh, balls. Someone else's balls. To be fair, I saw. I don't know. Have you guys been uh, to? Uh, have you ever or had the chance to go to uh, Mount Vesuvius over in Italy? No, I would like to go there for Pompeii. Yes. So that's where I was going with this. There actually is a you know because there's there's a lot of um, yes remains caught in like the, you know uh, like a, a shell of of lava kind of thing that they have. Yeah. Uh, you know the, these bodies, and one of them looks. There's two or three of them look like they were masturbating when they they went. You know, to the... it's really fascinating because you're getting to really see like a time machine. Yeah, that's exactly the snapshot of their death, and you see the whole preserved Roman city. It's true. It's yeah. I. It's one of my bucket list items. Yeah, yeah, definitely highly recommend. Oh, this is the hey. Is this... Is this the metaphorical boat, the river sticks? Are they now in purgatory? Oh, this is I no, I couldn't tell you. Ooh, classy. The end credits show the uh, cast with their picture, so I could know who Carol Cardwell is. Wow. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched Pound from 1970. Oh. Steve Maison, it's man, you are probably the best guest we've had. You got it. What did you think of this movie? I, 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 like I said, it, it became very clearly, even, even with Carl's help, um, I, I feel like I would have to watch it twice as many times as he is. So like 15 to even understand it as well as he has. It's, it was just so all over the place. And again, I, I get that that's the point that, but it's, 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 it's weird. Instead of being one kind of thing interspersed with some awkward or weird avant-garde stuff, it really is just crazy. I, I was thrown off by the parts that some suddenly are lucid and make sense. Right, you they're welcome when you see them. Yeah, yeah, it does, and and I guess that's part of it—the reaction that yeah, it brings you back, thinks you're you're on a normal setting, and then yeah, throws you right back into crazy stuff. But uh, like I said, I, I, even this, like this, this looks—if you just showed me this clip, I'd be like, oh, what's this? This looks like probably it was a good movie in the '60s or something. <laughs> yeah, it looks looks right, right? 
Yeah, no, he, this guy knows how to set up a shot and, and shoot it, execute it. That was a, but, that was stolen does, for uh, the first uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre there, the closing of that door. You know, we saw, right, we saw eggshells, right, Mike? The, the We saw the a film he yeah. made before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was another hippie film. That one was much better than this one, right, Mike? Yeah, so Toby Toby Hooper Toby, uh, made Eggshells, which is like a hippie commune comedy. Yeah. And uh, never went anywhere. Carl did a lot of research, and basically it was it just played film uh, students' uh, festivals. Yeah, it played and, at uh, colleges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these, I, these credits are wacky. They're I love Funhouse from Toby Hooper. That that's was, a great yeah. movie. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. That scared the crap out of me, yeah. Yeah, I like that film. I actually thought about that a lot. So what do you think of this film, Mike? I have to say I liked it. Uh, I, you know, and I, I've been meaning to see this movie for a while, so I did watch it uh, beforehand, partially because, you know, with a guest, you know, sometimes it helps if I see it beforehand so we can talk about it. But mm -hmm. I, it's interesting that the plot itself, it's very experimental, meaning there's no, either they're going to talk about dying or they're going to die. And uh, all the other stuff is a little weird. But, yeah, I like Lucidity. I think this is one of his better shot, better produced films. Uh, yeah. So I, I would recommend it, you know? No one's going to watch it anyway. It's not like, oh, boy, I can't wait to watch <laughs> West uh, Village Hippies uh, Pretender Dogs. Prince. Okay, wow. my turn. My turn. Yes, Carl. What you think? I hated this film. It was terrible. This <laughs> film made me like Greaser's Palace. Okay, yes, it was shot well. Okay, that's true. That's technical. I mean, this is supposed to be entertainment, and I'm yeah. waiting for the film to end. <laughs> My two cents. Well, there you go. Well, thank Robert you, Robert Downey. It was funny at the end credits there. Robert Downey didn't. He didn't get a little photo, did he? At the end? No, you're no, right. He's, he didn't. He's listed as Bob Downey, uh, next right below Allison Downey's credit. <laughs> on the sporting cast well you know I would like to keep this uh, video running so we could look at some of the uh, Israeli MGM promos maybe we could get to that, that sexy video we could we could cue it and end it but uh, I'm excited we do the show every week we're on Mutiny Radio every Sunday and then our podcast drops Sunday night L-W-A-F-O-M-O-Y-T Carl next week's movie oh it is a killer we're going to be watching 1979 Killer Fish. One word. Killer Fish. Mm. One word. Trailer. Killer. F-I-S-H. One well, word. Yeah, you know, actually, because we, um, I want this MGM video to keep playing, and I didn't really look for a trailer. Oh. We're just going to have to make up the trailer. I don't know, Steve Maison, would you care to give us the trailer to no, Killer there's Fish? there's one. There's one. It's 19. Oh, there is? Yeah. You want to right. see one of your trailers? Mike uh, does this funny thing in which he goes, in a world with... And then yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Dun. New Dimension Films presents... Dun -dun. Hey, I got bagels. Oh, we love bagels. Did you get cream cheese? Did I get cream cheese? Not only did I get cream cheese, but I got this lox. Man, it is some killer fish. <laughs> oh, oh, it's wow, really... Lee Majors. Margot Hemingway. This is great. And I don't know if you guys have the uh, closed captioning on this, but it's Israeli, and then the closed captioning gives you the English version. So without her beautiful food alone, Move Canyon, usually they receive civilian organic international from my plane today. It's not like a little friendly morality. It's just a metaphor of liquid carefully. This is a 
auto-generated American uh, English subtitles for uh, Hebrew. Liquid carefully oh, yeah. has mathematically nice. filtered Stevenson. Because... Hey, can I do a uh, trailer for Killerfish? Yes, please, Steve. <clears throat> you remember him from The Godfather. You remember him from Barney Miller. But this time, he's an assassin. <laughs> Abe Vigoda is Killerfish. Rated R. <laughs> Yay, killer fish. I love it. Very nice. This is foster children not admitted without a parent. Remember Mike, you do you have a recommended movie? Yeah. Because there's ads. Do you have a recommended channel? Oh, here it is. I, I, I got to play this. By the way, it says, I'm the Negro of the Wilderness. Sometimes I made it. So this this knight sits down and gives a rose and he eats food and uh, she's in love with him and they go out. It's an ad for a porno station, I promise you. Wow. So weird, but that, yeah, that alternate version of like a I know, I've never seen like a version as an advertisement. <laughs> Axe body spray, like a virgin. <laughs> I did hear like a virgin play at a McDonald's in the eighties. I don't know if that counts. She's got a rose. Virgin? You're talking about Madonna's song? Yeah. Hot VOD movies. Okay. Hot VOD as in body? As in video on demand. Okay. Hot. But that I'm sure that was like a porn oh, advertisement. VOD. Video on demand. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hot yeah. VOD movies. Okay. Next time you visit Israel, make sure you check out uh, Hot VOD on demand. Well, all right. Well, cool. We've heard uh, two trailers for Killer Fish already. Carl, do you have a Killer Fish or are we done? I, I do not have a Killer Fish trailer. And I'm also trying to find it for next week. You know, I got to start watching it. Uh, it's I'll out there. One, one word. The reason You know the reason why I picked this movie. Lee Majors? No, it was yeah. I think Lee Majors is in it. Yeah, it was re it was released the same day as uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Oh, what are you gonna go see? Hmm. <laughs> uh, we also uh, Star Trek sold out, but Killer Fish wow. is playing in cinema too. Killer Fish has a fantastic movie poster. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it does. Doesn't look like Jaws at all. No, or Piranha. Great, yeah. Who's yeah. who still made those movies in 1970? It's crazy. All right, well, that is our film. Steve Maison, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was a blast. I hope, to, uh, I hope to be invited back. Uh, that was great. I, I hope yeah. you guys will come and talk movies with me on the Maison Movie Club. And, yeah, I, thanks for having me. Let thank us know when so Killer much. Fish hits. We'll, we'll do a tie-in. Deal. <laughs> yeah. So Maison Movie Club, it's really good. Uh, check it out. And if you're on Facebook, you can join in and give your comments and do the porn titles, uh, as well as Instagram twitter i'm just yeah you know, yes all. please yeah Sid, find me steve mazon m-a-z-a-n on any of those platforms and i announced the film and i would love your thoughts yeah yeah and it is a corporate uh professional performance so it does not his time here does not reflect his act when you hire him for a professional. <laughs> that's right yeah. yes i can just adjust for the venue Perfect. Well, very cool and uh carl would you like to promote my movie on amazon prime the thieves code 
Uh, yeah, the Thieves Code, and you are very good in it. You get really mad. Now, look, watch it on Amazon Prime, but you got to watch it all the way to the end. You got to let the, just walk out of the room after Mike's part and let the credits roll. That's very sweet. I'm on. I'm in like 52nd minute of the movie, so 42nd minute. Nice. So you can just fast forward to 42. Uh, Tony Sparks is in the movie. He plays a bartender named Tony Star, uh, Sparks. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's horrible. He is horrible. He is horrible in that film. <laughs> I don't have anything to, you know, just let's Obviously. be honest. It was terrible. He did a terrible job. I like the rest of the film, and I liked your performance, too. All right. Well, hey, you know, you said it, not me. So uh, <laughs> the godfather of uh, uh, San Francisco comedy. Mm. Has some criticism. It has some critics, I guess, but yeah, you have yeah. to check out the movie to see it. Thank you, everyone. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Carl, uh, check out Carl at Scotty's in Scottsdale. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove every weekend I'm hosting, but just go to carlsucks.com. But don't worry about me. Worry about Mike. Worry about seeing the Thieves Code on Amazon Prime. All right, yeah. Steve, Carl, that's been our show, audience. Thank Thanks, you guys, guys so much. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Pam Benjamin. See you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year Watching movies bad, strange and weird Commandeered by Michael Hi, this is Carl I I'm Mike's friend I, I wrote this song My turn-ups are French poodles Chinese German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the Now let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Michael on the same side. I 
This wicked world Searching for Spirit gets so downhearted 
everybody, and welcome to Weekly Review with Roman. Today it's Friday, May 22nd, 2020. Thanks so much for tuning in. Starting off the show with some music, as we usually do here. First song of April. Uh, it's called, the song's called All In It Together, and after that, cover of What's So Funny About Love and Understanding. And yeah, we're broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio. We're here in the Mission District in San Francisco. We're on Ramatush Ohlone land. And to learn more about the land and the folks who have been on this land since before it was colonized, please go to ramatush.com. And that's R-A-M-A-Y-T-U-S-H.com. And I also want to encourage folks to pay the Shumi land tax. And if you type in S-H-U-U-M-I land tax, you will to a page where you can donate and also pay your taxes, especially for folks in the East Bay. We'll be going over some news stories today, playing some music in between. Did an interview, I believe, two days ago. It's hard to keep track of time, and I pre-recorded it, and I didn't have a chance to really edit it, and that's okay. So I'll be playing the, the rough cut of it and speak with Faye from the SRA, so looking forward to sharing that with you all, and big thanks to Faye for sharing some information with us. And I'm also going to be speaking about some news stories, and often on the show it can get depressing because it is the news. <laughs> and also, I definitely want to highlight some positive things that are happening and a lot of collective actions that are happening, and I feel like it's really inspiring and it's important to recognize the victories, no matter how small they may feel, just to a reminder that there are so many folks doing a lot of really incredible organizing out there, so I want to give attention to that. Oftentimes I start with a rant. I don't know what to rant about today. I mean, I do know, and also, oh, I did have a, I, I try not to talk about my personal life too much on here. I did have a dream last night that, um, so I've got, I think we all have people in our lives where we were friends at one point, and then for whatever reason, we either drifted apart, or there was uh, fighting, or for whatever reason, we're just maybe not as close. And I had a dream about one of these friends, I'm still kind of connected, like we're connected on social media, but we don't really, we haven't talked in years. And in my dream, uh, this person was like, I saw them and I was like, oh, hey. And this person was like, oh, I, I was in love with you for a long time. And that's why I was so like unkind to you. And suddenly that just kind of washed over all of the anger I had and frustration and sadness I had towards them about having this friendship kind of, I don't necessarily crumble, more just like kind of faded away. It wasn't anything from my perspective that felt too dramatic. Maybe parts of it were dramatic, I don't know. But it was really this nice bonding moment in my that my subconscious wanted me to experience. And I recognize that that there's a theory that everything in your dream represents a part of you and every person in your dream represents a part of you. So perhaps, there was this uh, piece of myself that was <sighs> not sure how to show love for myself, I guess, at that time. And I, I do, this is, I mean, I talk a lot on the show about how obviously we should have housing for all and healthcare for all. It's not, it, to me, it doesn't seem that complicated, yet a lot of folks want to push back.
I was drinking. I was drinking. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch, like, let us together watch a full length movie on YouTube. We are going to watch a full length movie on YouTube. Uh, and by we, we mean the audience and yes. us. Audience, yes. Please queue up YouTube or you're missing it. You're missing it. And maybe you're an audience, you're listening to us live as we stream first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern. Uh, maybe you're a big fan of mutinyradio.fm and have it set up in your podcast machine or donated to Venmo. We appreciate it at Mutiny Radio. Uh, but you can find our podcast. It drops every Sunday night by the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, and the Y-T, of course, is an acronym for YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Carl, uh, gosh, what is the movie we're watching today? Okay, today we are watching The Meeksville Ghost 2001. The Meeksville Ghost, so it's M-E-E-K-S-Ville, V-I-L-L-E, one word, Meek, Meeksville Ghost yeah. 2001. Meek-ass ghost, got it. And it is going to be the fam brand or is it brand oh. fam? Is it brand fam? It's fam, fam, brand. The fam, brand is fam, but it's yeah. fam brand. It's fabulous. It's our brand. That is uh, our brand places. And you could be nice and subscribe to them, I guess. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be watching the Meeks Bill Ghost. That is M E E K S Bill Ghost. Uh, it's a full, uh, full movie. Uh, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Uh, yeah. I should suck with it. I'm giving away the ghost, as it were. Uh, so let's just jump into this movie, courtesy of our new best friend, Fan Brand. Uh, so to do the countdown, I'm really excited. Yeah. Carl has found the greatest comedian. Mm -hmm. I know the last couple of times they were the greatest. It's pretty but... good and everything, but this time. So this time, this person, he or she, fantastic. So we are very excited to have your next, uh, I have a celebrity comedian from New Jersey do the countdown for our movie. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with our guest, 
Richard Dweck. What the heck? It's Richard oh Dweck. Thank you so much for having me on. Welcome, Richard. So I really think of you as a South Jersey comedian. Do you think that's fair? I think so. I mean, South Jersey, it's so weird being a part of that area because it really hasn't been around that long, the stand-up scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it started in 2014. I wanted to start right away when I did improv. That's why I went into improv first was because there was no stand-up around there. So it was just like, you know, and then a few years later it just happened and I came in a couple of years after and I was just like, you know, this is great and now we have a good tight community and the cool thing is that no matter where you are, South Jersey or like, you know, Jersey City, anywhere in Jersey, like everyone knows each other. It's so interconnected yeah. so well. Yeah, that's really true. South Jersey has a huge scene and it completely overlaps with North Jersey. We know all those guys down there. They know all of us up here. And as a matter of fact, you and I first met, we were in New York City. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, bring your shows. I think that was Broadway Comedy Club. Yeah. yeah. The stigma of doing bring your shows. And like to me, I always, I always sort of like excused it with, I'm getting a chance to perform in front of people, that's all I want. Like, I'm not picky, you know? I agree with you. I get an audience, that's what I need. (laughs) Now, I'm going to be a a guest on your podcast soon, so why don't you tell people about your podcast? Yeah, it's interesting. I started it in March of 2018, and it was basically me just talking, and, you know, I talked about a topic, And I'm very opinionated, so I've always, like, sort of had that, like, just need an outlet. And uh, it wasn't until, I guess, last year uh, I started interviewing uh, comedians and friends and mostly comedians. And uh, I was just, like, you know, I wanted to give a platform to all these amazing people that I've met because it will be six years, uh, July 18th will be uh, my anniversary of doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just like I've met so many great people. Gotcha. And so how can people find the podcast on, on Apple or, or wherever people find podcasts? Yeah, it's on, it's on Apple. It's on uh, Spotify. It's called What the Heck with Richard Black. Uh, there's a comedian that I started with. Uh, her name is uh, Alyssa Stevenson. And uh, she came up with the name years before I ever had a podcast. She was like, you ever have a podcast, you should name it this. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like what I'll use. And it's it is four- perfect. That's four- even four- how four- I introduced you. What the heck? With Richard yeah. Dweck. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're going to now watch this movie with everyone at home. So I want you to count us down. So why don't you go ahead and give us the countdown? Okay. Uh, three two, one, go. I had a little bit. Oh, look, it's the cube. Yeah? Miji. Has it oh, it's multi-com. How many comms do you think they have? They have movies, right? That's one communication. Yeah. They're multi-coms. They have movies and also yes. movies. So, telegraphs. <laughs> they yeah. have telegraphs. Well, we're about to open up in the 1870s, so yeah, we could maybe. Well, do- look at that. 
Is this a porno? Is this a Saint Clown Posse stripped yeah, video? It looks like video. Yeah. Okay, like... so this was a straight-to-video film, but the thing is, there's very little information on it, like the making of, and uh, you know, interviews, and I, I just couldn't research a lot on this film. The internet kind of didn't know what I was talking about. It's out there in the listing site, you know, listings, but. Right. It always seems to have the same synopsis. Anyway, I am guessing because of one entry that this was a straight-to-video production. It starts off with Judds. They're spending their money right. Yep. Now, this is Isabel, Isabel Carter, okay? And uh, she's a married woman, all right? And she's married to a Mr. Carter, Joshua Carter. But she can't help but love uh, Mr. Reinhold. Uh, is his Luke, last name Meek? Or yes, Lewis Meek. Uh, Lucius. Lucius Meek. No, no, no. I'm Great sorry. I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this movie. His name is not Lucius Meek. Lucius. Yeah, well, we could call him Judge. Call him. Well, you know, they all call him Luce. <laughs> right. So, basically, it's uh, like, this has gone too far. It's going to be a showdown, you know. So she's like, please don't do it. I'll mar we'll run away together. Wah, wah, wah. So it's like Joshua, uh, like, built up the town, but the Meeks have come into town, and they're, like, taking it over, too. It's complicated. So this is the backstory. We're going to see him become a ghost, right? Right. Is that a we are going to see Yes. Is, is he going to die, Carl? He doesn't die in this scene, but yeah, he he will. I don't know. See, that's the the film is vague about that. The last breath of Joshua is cursing him. Uh, oh, so he might be immortal from the curse. Well, I mean, he's immortal, but he has to walk around and not be able to talk to anybody. It's a bleak existence. He has to live there in the West Town. This is not the first ghost movie we've watched together. I must watch a full length movie on YouTube. We watched Correct. Ghost. We watched Ghost Can't Do It. That's uh, right, which wasn't true, man. They fucked a lot. They fucked a lot. The Ghost Can't Do It. And that was a different movie, Ghost Can't Do It. That's a completely <laughs> different movie on full length on YouTube. Triple uh, X. Yeah, Triple X. We saw School Spirit, where a teenager dies and haunts the uh, girls' locker room. Yeah, which I confused the with. Well, because his uh, dead uncle taught him a trick, right? That, like, he be can become sentient. I don't know. Sentient. That's when you smell really good, right? You can really you have great <laughs> no nose power. Look at those boobs. Did you miss it? No, I saw them. Yeah. I got a black uh, eye from those boobs. <laughs> all right, so this is... So look, she runs out to say stop, and she gets shot by Joshua. That's not cool. That's not cool. At the same time, our friend Lucius has shot Joshua to death. His death is pending. Now, this is such a TV death when, you know, it's like, bam, you're dead. Okay, now, I want to say that you were talking about they're getting their money's worth out of Judd, right? Right. Okay, I'll show you why in a scene. Okay, so right now he's cursing him. He's saying, like, this is your fault, and it kind of is. <clears throat> 
you know, it's his wife and it's his town and Lucius has rolled into town and, you know, he's start kind of taken over. So he's a bit of a jerk, but he's not so bad. It's complicated. Anyway, but here's where they get their money worth because Judd does acting. He goes, he goes, I'm, I'm acting. <laughs> I'm acting. Wait, on a technical level, can I ask you what uh, time you're on during his acting? Okay. Uh, five minutes and two seconds, three seconds, four seconds. Okay, great. I'm uh, two seconds behind you. Okay, no problem. So he just cursed him. He cursed him. Until you write this wrong, you'll have no peace. Now, is that Powers Booth that just died? Look, there he goes. Look, Mike. Acting. acting, I'm acting. Uh, you can't do a job. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I just want to be in the first and last scene. I am acting. No, no, no. He's throughout the whole film. This is a Judd film. Here we go. Judd. Secret Witch has the credits. Now, when we did a Judge Reinhold movie called Baby on Board, which has right. a very unfortunate. But it was about he was a New York City taxi driver who right. uh, Los Angeles, right? It was one of those cities. I think it was New York City, which it was really filmed in Canada, but I think it was supposed to be New York. He was a taxi driver who helps Carol uh, Kane from escaping something horrible, <laughs> and uh, one bad of the uh, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the tricks in his arsenal is that he had a built-in mace sprinkler in the backseat of his cab. That was cool. Yeah, that was. I'll now, never forget he, that. Remember, he, he goes, um, you know, the, she didn't ever say, may I leave my baby with you, right? He just left the baby. Yeah. But do you remember the way she talks? So quiet and everything. Terrapane. Yeah, maybe she did say something. Anything <laughs> my baby. Maybe we just missed it. Yeah, well, it's a subtle actor. I mean, she's she was talking about it when she accepted the award for the best actor. Right. Uh, yeah. But you were, you had a lot of uh, history and information about Judge Reinhold, including uh, his popularity or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, he was a, okay, wait. This is important. Inciting okay. incident. We had a guy riding along on a bike, and then this woman rides. So now he's really, you know, he's not going to be terribly injured because it's a movie, but his bike's all fucked up. It's just going to be a bad situation. So this is, he's considering it a hit and run. Hey, lady, get your horse's ass back here. You horse's ass. Now you uh, notice that the horse did not say anything as he rode by. He just galloped. Why, Do you know why? Why, why was that? Why was that? Well, he did have scripted lines, but this day of shooting, he was hoarse. <laughs> a little hoarse. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's was a regular sized horse. Okay, so look, <laughs> everything sucks, right? Everything sucks. But look, luckily, here comes the hey. nice, cleanest car you'll ever see in the world, right? It doesn't live on this farm or whatever. Now, is it a Ford? That's the big movie question. Can't be a movie if it's not a Ford. It's, that's a great question. It sure looks American-made, doesn't it? Hi, I'm the pretty love interest. Well, I'm... Everything sucks. Well, you're tucky. <laughs> Where are you going, Meeksville? Well, me too. Why don't you throw your bike in the back? 
I don't know, us us rockers, right. us mods never hang out with you horsies. Now, in compliments to this movie, which it kind of doesn't deserve, but in compliments to this movie, he does a good acting job. He doesn't do a corny rom-com thing, you know? Right. Now, she doesn't do a good acting job, but her role in this film really is to be loved. So, it's okay. <clears throat> now, is she uh, related to the horse, uh, Vader? She is related to Joshua, who was shot down dead by Lucius. Damn it! <laughs> Wait, is Lucius a good guy? Like a re- well, is that's a fan friend? Is fan friend rooting for Lucius? <laughs> Lucius is a bad guy, but then as you get to know Lucius, you find out he's find just, the family side. He's just he was just acting in his best interest. He role he needed to make his, a life in the West. He was. He saw a chance. He took it. He, it was, you know, he loved her. She was married to somebody else, but he really did genuinely love her. Like, like he's just not a perfect man. It's complicated. Right. It's complicated. Oh, she's with the. That's right. She's found out he works for the evil corporation. He's surveying his mind, and so now she's like, "I'm all, you know, screw you. I'm." With you, walk yourself. So, the plot has taught us now, or that you know, that there is an evil corporation and that she's a hothead. And I don't know, it's actually kind of well done. Yeah, it's isn't it like the parallel of the old horse? Yeah, like you know, they they ride horses and the evil corporation ride a letro horse, right? Scooters. Now, sometimes horses used to drink alcohol, but motorcycles always drunk rum. Rum. <laughs> I never heard that one. I just, you know. Look, welcome to Meeksville. Just off the cuff. Look how no, that... that truck is. That's not the truck that really would live there. What about that sign? Do you think that sign is a prop or do they put ah. this? Because there's no such thing as Meeksville, right? Ghosts there aren't real. can't be. It's a set. Look at it. You telling me ghosts aren't real? Uh, I am not telling you that, but in this movie, it's freaking bullshit. This okay, doesn't so, look like a set. It says lumber, and it's made out of wood. That, oh, you know, you're right. That was for the integrity. Yeah. Okay, so this guy is like, I'm a sleazy lawyer, and these are the best forgeries I've ever seen. Everybody's going to think this land is yours, girl. Oh, no, really? This is like My Five Wives with Ronnie Dangerfield, right? There's a guy who wants to take the town. The property well, away. It, it is in the sense that she wants those. Uh, <laughs> she's a meek. He's a descendant, you know, uh, of the meeks. I mean, she married into the family, but still... Um, and she wants uh, uh, to take the town. She doesn't really own the deeds. They forged it. Everyone believes she does own the town. So she's got to get them out. The um, uh, the Carters. The Carters. Now, this movie uh, has a release date of 2001. So at the end of the film, they go, hey, check out what's on the news. Hang on, hang on. Turn on the news. <laughs> get the TV on. <laughs> I don't uh, watch the news. I watch the, you know, 
Lifetime channel. Whoa, breaking news stories cutting in on my Lifetime channel. Lifetime will not be airing on the movies tonight. What? Why? God damn it. All right, I'm flipping to Bravo. Bravo <laughs> channel. Interrupt your entertainment for a Towers report. Okay, we are digressing. So basically what we've learned is she is a meek, and that represents, you know, Judge Reinhold, the bad side, and the good side, which is Joshua, is the Carters, and that's who they're going to want out. So it's going to be like bad family versus good family, but then right. it gets complicated. Then it gets complicated. Okay, what motorcycle guy sees horse lady? Uh-oh. Yo, lady. Are you listening to me? Frankly, I'm not. Oh, this is like not since Spencer and, and uh, Spencer's friend, Hepburn. Has there been such chemistry? Right. Speak to my lawyer. So not she's since, a, uh, a tough sense broad. Not since Carl's neighbor's meth lab blew up in their garage has it been such chemistry. <laughs> you have a me and me and her had chemistry. Yeah, chemistry of like a exploding meth lab. <laughs> Let me see. Can I make that a joke? Chemistry. Is that a joke? Are you gonna use it? Um, if I can turn it into okay. exploding Come on. Nah. Do you want me to pause the movie while you write down my joke? I know. I wrote it down. No. Mike, you thought I could have your jokes. Listen, I'll give you yeah. a joke. You want a joke? You could have it. Yes. I want a joke. All right. Give me the topic. Uh, washing machines. Okay. All right. My wife. Oh, I'll tell you, my wife. <laughs> I must have a washing machine joke in there somewhere. Okay. You're right. You got the rest of the movie. Okay, well, no, I mean, look, the one doesn't come to mind because I haven't worked clean in years. Right, okay. Well, what about, uh... Okay, that's what I'll write. Okay, I don't tell washing machine jokes. I haven't told a clean joke in years. Right. Clean in years. Okay, so you just gave me a new joke. Thank you, Michael. Okay, so I owe you two jokes. <laughs> I owe you two jokes. Okay, basically, we're meeting Gran. That's it. Her name's Gran. And, yeah, she runs this inn, and he can have a room, but there's no gas stations. Ha, 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 ha. Come along, you cute young man. This is like a role-playing game on the Sega Genesis, right? You'll send P to stay in overnight. Do-do-do-do-do. Health points restored. Oh, I feel refreshed. <laughs> When's the ghost coming? Is the ghost going to come when he's trying to sleep? Yeah. Is his room haunted by the Meeksville ghost? Yes. Yes, it is, Mike. <laughs> You're still right on the money. So anyway, she says, you have electricity and running water. She goes, yes, we even have a ghost. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts, ma'am. They all say that. <laughs> I'm but the thing is, that doesn't pay off. It doesn't pay off. It isn't like, I told you. Later, she'll think he's crazy. I don't know. I so think she, an opportunity there. If she's telling him that there's a ghost, that it would be the one and only Meeksville ghost that we're going to meet, right? Right, right. She, then she's like, what are you talking about, Meeksville That's ghost? right. Yeah, for, you check in 25 minutes from now. She'd be like, whoa, you almost have bumped your head. 
<laughs> Savage yeah. Guns. The On the Wall Savage Guns. Savage Guns. Was the it, movie uh, was poster. Oh, yeah, there's Indians. This movie's so Okay, now, Meeksville Ghost will show up, but the thing is, he just thinks he's fucking around, walking around, smoking his cigarette, and then he's like, who are you? And he goes, can you see me? Here, here we have some backstory. That's his mother. He was adopted. Right. His adoptive parents have now died. He had moved to California. So now he's come home to see if he can find his real-life mother. His wow, that's all pretty heavy. That yeah. whole photograph covers that? Yeah, that whole photograph covered that, yeah. A lot of heavy lifting. Well, there was also some talk when she was, you know, just before she, uh, just before Kate kicked him out. My favorite movie is 1408, starring John Cusick and Sam Jackson, where you must be a horror writer and you're going to attend mm -hmm. the world's scariest hotel room and it scares you half to death. Go. Go. That was a great pitch, Mike. We got the job. Now, look, he's like, he's just stuck there. He can't do anything. He can't talk to anybody. He just walks around. He's stuck there until he writes the wrong that he did. Which was we saw in the opening scene. Right. I mean, it also involves the deed to the whole town kind of thing. So, look, Judd is like, can you see me? And he acts. Re he does a great acting job when he does this. I'm you think they got their money's worth with, with Judd? Yeah, they did. They did. He did his job. I guess we'll we'll find out more about the notorious backstory of Judd Reinhold later. <laughs> he does seem to amend himself. You know, I mean, he's doing whatever he can. Yes. Well, no, but the thing is, he, it's a redemption story. He writes the wrong that he did, and he'll make sure that they don't get kicked out, and <clears throat> there will be harmony in between the families. It's very complicated how they get there, but he lifts his curse. <clears throat> and, then, and then he goes to heaven? And well, yeah. hell for being... Yeah, now, well, he... I don't know. In Ghost World, it's always about moving on to the next... Right? We don't know about, like, religion from it, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's always, I'm trapped on Earth until I can do my right, you know. Right. Now, if you know you're going to hell, you might as well hang out on Earth. We saw Meatballs 3 where Sally Kellerman dies. She was a porn, she played a porn actress, and then she died. But she was uh, an angel in training. She had to get Patrick Dempsey, teenage Patrick Dempsey, laid, and then she could get her wings and go up to heaven. She wasn't right. a ghost. Right. She was a spectral being, but then right. She ghost. was in. I mean, she was a ghost in the sense that she had been alive, and now it's just her soul. So if she was a ghost, even though no. she she was Bo in Derek, Bo Derek and Ghost can't do it. She was right. human throughout that, but her Anthony Quinn, he dies, and then they find like a boy toy, and he possesses his body, and she sleeps with him. Well, the first thing that happens is most all of that movie. He's like in her head, you know, right. he's like he's... a ghost. And that's their big plot of the movie is to get him into, but that means killing the kid. But if they kill him, then he could come back to earth and they can have sex. That's what it was in the movie. Right. Ghosts are weird, man. Yeah, they're horny stuff.
but it's different for the fan brand, right? Like this this family movie is just he has a he's trying to stop the fuss and the feud. And... So what's happened now is basically he comes downstairs and finds out coincidentally that she's a Carter and it's her hotel too. And and she's just like, I don't like you because you work for the enemy. And it's pretty flat acting. He's doing a good job, but right. anyway, she's going to not give a shit about him on the ladder. She's just <laughs> really going to be just doesn't, she doesn't hold it at all. That's her. <laughs> she's supposed to hold it. Right. Then the phone rings. She walks away. That's just the father in you. What are you doing? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now he's going to have to stand on the top. Yeah. You know, when you said this movie had its ups and downs, I didn't yep. realize it was. <laughs> okay. Now, the director set us up that he's going to obviously fall over. But the reason he falls over is this big ghost wind pushes him. So it really isn't her fault. So wait, Judd did the ghost when he farted? Yeah. Oh, Judd just farted, and it smells awful. So awful, he fainted over. Okay. That's like every family movie. He's crashed through the wall, and there's a surprise room that nobody knew about. Wait, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> that is fucking bullshit, man. Do you have a surprise room in your house? If I did, I guess if I knocked over through a wall, I might find one, but no. Oh, you know, Carl, do you remember my, my uh, growing up in New Jersey, the, the house we were in? Yes. It was a mysterious store. Do tell. So, so if there, it was a two-story house, so there was a staircase, and uh, on the mezzanine, uh, we had discovered a door uh -huh. uh, against one of the walls. A and small it, one? No, it was a regular door. It was closed because they had changed the architecture of the house and it wasn't oh, leading into anything. Interesting. But they, they kept the door, they just put a wall over it. It's a remnant. Huh. Yeah. But we're like, let's open it. <laughs> no, don't open it. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> because the other the... worker who died there, he thinks he's stuck at the bottom. If you were to open that door, you better, un, you know, Get him unstuck so we can go up to heaven. That's true, yeah. And so he'll stop being a ghost. This is a family film where he smokes, right? Or yeah, is the there smoke coming out of it or is it just yeah. chewing on it? No, it's smoking. At least he's not chewing on it. That's worse. So what's happening now is he's like, okay, you can see me. All right. Now, Judge Reinhold knows why he can be seen, but. Uh, because you know. they're related? They're related. <laughs> Bingo! But the kid doesn't know that. The kid doesn't know that. The audience figured it out. <laughs> you certainly did. Oh, yeah. It was either that or, like, you know, he's the amusement park owner with a mask on. Now, he's our Star Trek connection. Big deal. He was in Deep Space Nine episode called Know the Battle to the Strong. That was 1996, so he's our Star Trek connection. That's good, right? Well, it's good because there has to be one every show, and if there ever is a show <laughs> without one, it'll be pretty awkward. It, it wasn't a good episode, is what you're saying. You weren't too thrilled. I think not, and it's rare too. It has to be real. It has to be like eggshells or something, which I think maybe we might have found a. I don't remember. 
Yeah, I can't help you with the Star Trek. Oh, right, that's okay, the so whole... now it's like, you walked away and... Okay, so the ghost basically introduced himself to uh, Danny and said to Danny that you're going to help me break my curse. He's like, uh, screw you. <laughs> that was great. Is he, is he like Gen X, like whatever? Uh, he's like a nice guy who doesn't take it. He's no nonsense. He's absolutely a nice guy, but he's not going to get pushed around. That's so funny. This movie isn't so bad, you know, if you just wanted to be entertained for 90 minutes. Actually, you watch this with your kids? Wouldn't the whole idea of a ghost, like, scare you? For your children? I don't really think this is for kids. He's smoking cigarettes. Well, it is kind of for kids. I don't know. There, there's lots of implied sex, and... Actually, look at her belly button now that I'm thinking. I didn't notice before. Oh, well, that's because you're 55 years old. No, it is not, because I saw those boobs. I totally noticed those boobs. It, is, it looks like a Christmas set. Like, this is like the miracle manger. <laughs> that's right. You know, Perfect. It's a bike shop that, he, you know, all the parts he needs. You think they shot this movie like in between Christmas movies? They're just like well, this was actually shot in South Africa, believe it or not. Can you believe it? Yeah, I believe it. There's an industry there. And the thing is, I think that it looks so much like a Western frontier, so it works. It, did they say the state that Meeksville is in? No. Uh, yes, Wyoming. I th I don't remember. It's like Wyoming or Montana. It's like a serious one. Serious Western cowboy one. So basically, it's like, you're going to help me, or I'm going to haunt you for all your days. So <clears throat> you got no Take choice. You pick. Right, right. I but saw a pretty crazy movie shot. Dialogue. He's trying to convince him it's in his own best interests, and, you know, don't, you, don't be a, a yellow-bellied, you know cats ball of cats bit no i was gonna say i saw a film shot in south africa called the uh, banana split movie where it was the banana splits but they were mechanical robots that turn evil oh that sounds everything. interesting i guess it's, it sounds interesting was it on youtube is it on youtube no, I checked it out from the library. Oh, I don't know if it's on YouTube. I doubt it. So, Hanna Barbera property. Now the you thing know, is, just... I, like I said, the internet knew so so little about this. I just bumped into the the director is South African. Uh, he's, I mean, he got successful in Australia, but still, he's, uh, you know, he's got like forty five years. He was a director, and he did like uh, sixteen movies and. You know, yeah. television, like uh, television dramas and 130 episodes of TV. He was for real. Um, 63 documentaries, commercials, corporate videos, six, um, 13 television dramas. And then I noticed the cinematographer was also from South Africa. He's very famous. He did these movies I never heard of, like The Crash Dive of the Hungry Seagulls in Wild Season, 1967. So the, the seagulls are a metaphor. Uh-huh. 
I don't even know what a meta is for. Uh, oh, that's a meta joke. I love meta jokes. I never met a joke I didn't like. <laughs> I never met a joke I didn't like. The producer was Paul Matthew, and all I knew was he did The Sorcerer's Apprentice in 2000, which was a South African film. So I can only conclude – I did actually find one place that said filming location South Africa. So that's where they are. The internet knows, doesn't know what you're talking about. Look, he, we get our jokes like he tries to punch him, but he's a ghost. Lunge He didn't want to punch him because he's a ghost. You, Judge Wright, I was like, you probably want to punch me because I'm a ghost. <laughs> no, he was like calling him a chicken and, you know, he's just goading him on. He wants him to help him. And he kept saying, how am I going to resort if you leave? You know, I'll just haunt you. He doesn't do a bad acting job. Let me I know see. you're in love with him. I get it. I'm not in love with him at all. As a matter of fact, he's a very, very fucking bad prima donna when he was a star. Um, he was a star until 1988. Then he, like, fell off the radar. But Oh, Jed, oh yeah, yeah. Now you're finally dissing about Judd. I was talking yeah. about the boy. Okay. Um, word had gotten out about Reinhold's tirades on the set, his star treatment demands, that continued even after he found himself regulated to smaller, independent film. He'd yell at directors, crew members, co-stars. Got to the point where at least one set... The actors were so fed up with Reinhold's tantrums that they refused to rehearse with him. Wow. What a joke. So, but, he, but he sits and he's like, I'm so sorry. I guess. I don't know. Now, this is um, Leslie Ann Down, okay? And she's the Meeks, Emily Meeks. And she's got two thugs, okay? Ox and some other guy. <laughs> Oxen Smith. Oxen Smith. Now, Ox oh, in real life is a wrestler. And he's like a manager of wrestlers. So that's he how he's a flag. Boom! See, I'm scary. Sign the papers. Oh, but look, there's a new player in town. It's a new kid in town. Why, it's oh. Danny. Danny. So Danny's like, hey, Leave them alone. Thank God you're here, Danny. Oh, well, the ghost watches. Maybe the ghost isn't real. Maybe he's just gone psycho, like white boy psycho. Ow. Nah, he's real. Look at this. Ghost gets involved right now. Now, look how Judd Reinhold copies everything that Ox does. All his facial expressions. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. It's not explained why. No, is it because, uh, do you think this is the first time the ghosts interfere in the spectral world, from the spectral world to terrestrial? Well, well, you see the others gawking at Ox, not, they don't see the ghost. Right. So he's doing very strange behavior. But <laughs> Look how he's copying. Look, uh, that's Loser Dance. Remember Loser Dance? Uh, loser Dance. Oh, that's on uh, YouTube, isn't it? If you go to our yeah, YouTube yeah. Cha uh, channel for Fishburgers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did a that's our, our patented and loser dance from 1989. Patented. Oh no, Ox hit Smith. 
Now he's really mad. It's he played Jaws in James Bond. Oh, who? Uh, no, no, no. That's a famous guy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who was in one of your films? Oh, he's in a bunch of my films. You know what? We never saw Munchie Strikes Back. I know, and I'm so pissed off about it. Leslie Ann Down is the star of Munchie Strikes Back. You want She's the working one? We should maybe do it. All right. I don't if want to do it, but I'm saying because we did the other two, and I've had a long Munchies break. What about the director of, of King of the Mountain and... Oh, uh, that one? Yeah, because he has a bowling movie that we didn't sit through yet. Yeah, that's right. It's a little early for him. Okay. All right. Well, I should take Munchie. We haven't seen Munchie in six months, but if you want to, if you're ready for the trequel, we can watch uh, Munchie Strike Back. And then it doesn't have to be next time, but sometime yeah. soon. And I oh, can be obligated. What was his? I could be obligated to watch the bowling film. Yeah, I can do, do it. We saw okay. Las Vegas so, Lady from this director. We yeah. saw. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of movies. What was that? It was King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain, Las Vegas Lady, and Bowling. We're going to see. Okay, so now she likes him because he came in and was like, cut it out, you meanies. I'll fight you. And she's like, my hero. So now, but he's being honest about the ghost. Like, well, I don't know. It's it's weird, Mike. Throughout this whole movie, he always talks about the ghost, but like they're always like, "Are you crazy?" I don't know. Well, so is he trying to say like, "Love me, love the fact that I talk to a ghost"? Like, I, I want to be honest. You can't be no, more transparent than having a ghost. No, he's just he's just honest that Lucius Meeks is haunting this house, you know, house, and he's talking to me and. Well, that's his. Uh, that's her grand, great granddaddy, right? Let me refresh my memory. What they're talking about here? Did you know that oh, apples okay. cost sixty cents? <laughs> so each what's happening now is we'll get the backstory, and it's done horribly. It's like she's reading an index card. She's like, oh. you know, <laughs> Joshua settled this town in eighteen fifty-seven. From the gold rush of 49, made a fortune, sell it to the, It's like she's reading her um, political science, a social studies exam, you know, reading it to the cloud, to the cr- So she gets right with the tourists come, like, we can't believe we made it to Meek's Passing. Yep, that's right. But last time, this is not the movie Meek's Passing. It's the movie here, from- give her a listen. Give her a listen. All right. Hang on. It's a new phone. Hang on. I have a couple seconds. I'll do it. Uh, I'll do it. Unless you can't hear he was the one who called it Liberty. Tour guide. Tour guide. It's such a stereotype camera. Uh, enough ambient background noise. That's ambient. Ambient. It's not ambient. <laughs> it's ambient. Ambient. Uh, there she is now. She's the same actress playing uh isabel carter this her name's tanya reichert and she is our love interest and she's been in like legally blonde 2 um 
broken uh, head over heels, scary movie. Um, she was on a lot of television. Francis Ford Coppola sci-fi series, First Wave, uh, CSI Miami, Chris Isaac show. I don't know. She's for real. That's cool. Can I ask you about her being real? What time is she being real right now on the YouTube video? Okay, so she plays two characters. One is Kate Carter in the modern world, and she also plays Isabel Carter. In gotcha. The, uh, now, where, are you right, where are you right now watching this movie? 3708, 3709, 10, 11, 37, 12. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Just let me know when you're on... Uh, <laughs> Thirty-seven fifty. <laughs> uh, okay, audience, don't you adjust. Audience, don't worry about this. Don't We're worry. talking about she plays two roles. That is so interesting. Yeah, don't that's worry about so it. not interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not fifty yet. Thirty-seven fifty is what you're saying, right? Yeah. All right, so it's like ten seconds. Ooh. Forty-two, forty-three, five, forty-six, forty-seven. 48, 49. Boom! All right, thanks. Woo! We are in sync. Ooh, we're in full color present day, too. She doesn't recognize the ghost? He's like, he doesn't at see it. She doesn't see it. I bet the actress could smell him. She's telling the story and he's disputing. She's getting it all wrong, like he's the bad guy. And he keeps explaining himself, you see. Oh, she's saying like that evil ghost. Right. Nah, well, I'm not evil. He he killed her in a jealous rage. Of course I didn't. Joshua shot her. <laughs> One day I will seek avenge of his ghost. Hey, whoa. It's a little excessive. But, I mean, Joshua was saying you've got to go back and right the wrong you, that you did. And that is you roll into town, you steal somebody's woman, woman you start uh, taking over all the businesses. You know, you're right. disrespectfully womanizing with your gang, drinking at the saloon, being jerks to people. You, you, this was a nice town till you guys showed up. So basically now it's sort of like maybe you deserve the curse that you got. And he goes, how dare you? So now he's going to take him back in time because I guess ghosts can do that. <laughs> right. That's right. We're back I'm in seven. Of Cowboys past. Oh, wait, he went back in time with him? Yeah. Wait a minute. Ghosts, ghosts can do that, you say? Yeah, that's right. And not only that, but... Lucius is still a ghost there. He can't talk to anybody or do anything. He can but just that's present time. But Danny's real. Yeah, the second time Danny got fucked up by a horse. Yep. <laughs> that's right. A horse's ass. Hey, do you know why that horse had that horse has speaking mind? Do you know why oh, that horse is this grit? You didn't eat? Yeah, but you want to know why it's not in it? Well, they had a very short shooting schedule. And that day, unfortunately, he just happened to be hoarse. I was going to say they edited his line on the cutting room floor. 
okay. Yeah, it's just that they didn't have time, and the producers felt that it didn't work. And, uh, nothing to do with his voice. He was he had a very clear voice that time. No, but it just didn't have anything to do with the plot. I remember his line was Wilbur. <laughs> And they said, like, yeah, there's no Wilbur in the movie, so they don't really know who the horse is talking to. No, nobody would get that joke, Mark. Nobody listening. I mean, you get it. There might be, like, one or two other people. Listen, you got to give some people know who Mr. Ed is. No, see, that's the thing. We're wrong about that. They don't. They just never would have bumped into it. Well, where can you catch Mr. Ed? You can catch him in the, you know, like 1974 when you're sick from home, you're sick from school, you know, 1983, and you're watching. Well, I remember in the 60s, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch that Bewitched and My Mother the Car, but today's Tuesday. Oh, there's a talking horse. I can watch that. Right. Now, we're seeing the love affair between the two of them, okay? And... What we're learning is it was genuine love, and sometimes Josh was a real jerk, you know, as a husband. Ah. So you see how it, like, gets layered and nuanced and complicated? It's like you don't take another man's wife, but at the same time, it's like it's not like they took each other as much as they fell in love. They couldn't help how they felt about each other, and then he finds out that he's a jerk, and there's, it's, it's nuanced. I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this movie. Is this a born-again Christian film? Are they going to start quoting the Bible at the end? Nope, nope. Oh, okay, phew. Because if it's not porn... Okay, you look like you've seen a ghost. Seen a ghost? It entered my body several times. Now, the truth is, they don't really say that. It's Okay, so this is a little funny. Now, the thing is, these two are goofs, and she gets mad at them and stuff. Fools! Fools! Well, you see, boss, <laughs> he goes like, who is this guy? And then the guy goes, I think his name is Danny. He goes, no, I know who he is. What's he doing here? I think he's working for the corporation. Oh, right. Oh, wait, so they're the henchmen? They're yeah. And, yeah. They're Rebecca's henchmen, and they're dummy, you know. Shut up, they're you the, fools, and let me think. They're the dry bandits. Yeah, so the, the, no, but the wet bandits had a brain. These two are just... They weren't henchmen, the wet bandits. They, they fought on their own. The wet bandits are from Home Alone, right? Yeah, right. That yeah, yeah, they were intelligent. They were intelligent. <laughs> Don't worry, Harry. I'll get him. <laughs> Stop you know it, kid. <laughs> I'm you sorry. know, they didn't they didn't have a henchman. Like there's always like children's movies, there's henchmen, like, sorry about that, boss, you know. Yeah, right. So yeah, this is a kid's film, I guess. Let's listen. They you, say you, the go ahead. you go ahead and do the volume. We're pouring out the oyster sauce for this slow cooker meal and making it in the studio. Right away, boss. <laughs> So she's the penguin. <laughs> They're the underlings. No, she Leslie Ann Down, she, she's for real. I mean, she she was acting in her teenage years. She won all these beauty pageants. She was the most beautiful teenager at age 15 in Britain. Uh, 
she achieved fame from Upstairs Downstairs, in which she had a regular oh. role. Right, she played the mezzanine. And she, that's right. And she was going up, and she was in the Pink Panther Strikes Again in 76. Uh, she was on Dallas for several years. She was in Meet Wally Sparks. As a, Meet Wally Sparks as a hooker nurse. <laughs> that's when uh, Rodney Dangerfield was a Morning Daddy Jr. talk show host. Right. Okay, so they're looking for the le the the deed. That's what they're looking for. They want to find the deed. Wow, you know, back in my day, if you're in the attic, you want to do the deed. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, there will be some of that. Really? They'll be interrupted by Gran going, "Cage, cage, darling," and she'll go, "Perfect timing." Don't use Gran's lube. Cram, you just killed it. Don't use my lube. Just remember, it's tainted with old lady goo. Oh. You can't miss it. Okay, Grandma. All right, Grandma. With my own. I don't think the neighbor heard you. <laughs> He definitely has a pretty mod haircut. Yes. Davey, I would say more Davy Jones. So now he's revealing why he's really there. He's really there to look for his mom. And, you know, the parents died. He misses them very much. It's a touching scene. Now they're about, like, they're going to kiss. Mm. Look, Mike, you can feel the 20-whatever electricity. <laughs> That's right, they are 20-something, Carl. Then Gran goes, excuse me, darling, I just want to do interrupt. <laughs> you can use a move, but the applicator is missing. Ah, <laughs> uh, percolated coffee. That's right. Takes That's an a hour. deal. It's actually Folgers. See, percolated coffee when it's fresh is the greatest. And then when it gets cold, it's uh -huh. the same thing as drip. You can tell it's the same. You put a lot more in there. I mean, depending on how you like to make it. Right. Of course, depending on how you like to make it. But that's what I found, too, because it continues to percolate over the grind. Boom. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the trick is you got to take it off the heat. Now, you know why he's got that thing over his head, remember? Right, because yeah. we watched the movie where he... Is, is it the same movie? It's been a while. <laughs> the truth is, that thing's a prop to make him look like a goof. So they're just reporting they've had no luck. And then the kid starts brainstorming like look why would lucius hide his deed he would want to keep it right it's his proof that shows he right. owns it so why would he want to hide it and then they're like trying to think of who you know would want to keep it from meeks who would hide it well joshua might right Ooh, right now, where would Joshua hide it? Because it's nowhere where anybody sees. It's got to be somewhere where no one would ever look. Like maybe his grave. Oh, I was going to say maybe the library or uh, <laughs> in his 
the library. <laughs> it's his grave. Okay, so the thug who's spying on him, his name is Ronald France, and so what? He's an actor known for nothing. He was in The Fall in 2006, he was in Dirty Games in 89, and he was in The Flood. No, he was just in Flood, and that's 2007. Not sure why those weren't in order. Um, that's it. Also, Granny is no one to mention either. Granny is known for Cry the Beloved Country in 1995 and In the Name of Blood in 89 and Hooded Angels in 2002. So who the hell is she? Who the hell I'm is she? I'm not sure. I think Americans must know her. I don't think so. Listen, I mean, the direct market, direct-to-video market is an international buyer's market. It's, it's crafting all over the world. Right, 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 right. And they've got real stars in this. She goes... It might be in his grave, but perhaps the dead should be left alone. And they're like, oh, Grandma, you're so square. Let's do a little grave robbing, Grandma. Come on. Uh, exhume. Is it exhume or exhume me? Exhume? Exhume? I can never pronounce. I want to. Uh, how can I put this? Exhumed. You know, I can't pronounce the word. Can I just dig up the corpse of your husband? Exhumed. X zoom. X, X, X zoom. That's no, what the uh, comedy. It's a jagoon. It's eggs. X, X zoom is when you're it's a comedy show after the pandemic. It's it's no longer a zoom show. It's X zoom. It's a live show. You want to exhume the body. Exhume the body. That's what it is. Well, if you do it twice, you read X zoom. Okay. Do you remember that only Judd could be seen by his relative, right? Sure. That's a big plus okay. point. Now they break that rule, and the bad guy sees him and gets scared. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The bad guy is the guy wrapped in bandages. Right. You want me to suspend disbelief? Okay. you got to stick to the rules you taught me in your world, and I'll believe you. Especially with a ghost movie. That school spirit movie, the guy could turn into have a, a solid form, like a human being form, mm -hmm. if he did certain rules. And it was, you know, he had to buy it to believe it. Correct. It's it's suspending disbelief. You don't think it was sad that this guy's like, I'm dead, I'm gonna go straight to the women's room. The locker room. So it, it it's it's stuff like uh, we can't dig up somebody's grave, and then she goes, "Can we?" Like, of course you can't. Of course that's illegal, right? There, look. Are Judge, you sure? Well, that's not even. He goes like, "Boo." Yeah, right. Look at that. So it breaks its he own. He falls down the rules. stairs. Right. The the other thing I don't get is that. He's been a ghost for a hundred years, and it right. isn't until th this strange white guy could coast to town that he he. Why you say white guy? Why you say white guy? Because that's just who the hero is. No, no. And you're, if prejudiced. I'm a... you're prejudiced. You're so prejudiced. Why can't he just be a guy? <laughs> Got to be the white guy. The thing is, 
Because the entertainment is like, well, we want to make the market a white guy. Okay, I'm a white guy, but the movie is always bad. Like, can't you make like a good movie starring a white guy? It must it be this movie? Like, it insults my intelligence. If you go to Montana, you're going to find white. And all oh, ghosts are white. They wear a sheet. They wear a sheet. <laughs> he uh, smokes rather so the, uh, Is this someone who's over, Carl? I hate saying that during our show. <laughs> no. This film okay. is not almost over. This film's got like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's all right. I knew this was going to be one of those movies where you're like, yep, I did the research. Let's, let's do the record. <laughs> Listen, we got to record now. Quick, before I change my mind. Okay, I'll tell you about Danny. Oh, they're going to, oh, this is, they'll have their first kiss. It's the kiss on the cheek. And it's really quite a touching moment. He is like, okay, I'm going to go dig up the grave and you go look and research on the computer. And she's like, okay, I'll be on my cell phone. And she goes and she kisses him. And he's like, uh, okay. I guess we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Oh, okay. Now, this is a very, very uh, old, uh, ancient set. It is a set of an 1880s graveyard. It is such a set. They built this with hammer and nail. It's a set. No, you look. You're trying to belittle South America. Yes. Uh, yes. And look, you see the thing? It says, Welcome to Meeksville. In the middle of a cemetery? Come on, man. Come on. Oh, uh, this would. Sure, man. What is this belief? This is supposed to be Montana. They wouldn't do that. Carl, you obviously are not a road comic like I am. Being a professional road comic, I don't need to drop the fact that I'm a friend. But I played me still. And, you know, you got to be like, what's up? I farted in a cup. What smell? And they're like, yeah. Thanks for driving 100 miles to come see us. All right. You guys ready for your headliner? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> he's not meek about it okay so he's digging it up and he's having arguments with the ghost like you were gonna steal another man's girl and he's like you you're too young to understand and it gets layered and nuanced again and uh meanwhile um the bad guys show up and they see him like talking to himself and it's kind of weird and even though they experienced the ghost and the guy just got scared by the ghost, for some reason they act like, huh, he must be a crazy. By now they should know that ghosts are going on. Do you remember how the fight happened in the in the beginning when he's swinging around? <laughs> yeah, right. So they don't believe You're right. You think like I'm... Come on. That's crazy. Right. Do they ever say, like, whatever happened to you swinging around? Right. Remember, he was going, you know, Judd Reinhold went up behind him and went, boo. And now he's going to be like, why is the kid talking to himself? Maybe he's talking to the ghost, dummy. Right, you dumbass. Yeah, you dumbass. Oh, I'm getting nowhere. I'm getting nowhere with this internet 1994 looking thing. Oh, the computer is like 1982. Search me. Searching. Oh, Searching. got data. Meeks. Yep. Oh, look, it's Data. like a microfiche. That's, Carl, that is a bad movie. This would have been a microfiche uh, <laughs> in the library where she's scrolling. 
and right. it would be newspaper with the newspaper columns, but she's online and the information she discovers pops up just like a microfiche. Right. Like it's a uh, newspaper. Imagine a person from the 1880s fast forwards and they see the microfiche and they'd be like, what in tarnation is this? It'd like be like. This is like a week's worth of journal. It'd be like magic to them. How'd y'all get it on to this paper? But you know, you have to have like Tom Hanks read them the microfiche for them to fully understand the news. They wouldn't do it any other way. We get, I need you to read the news out loud for me on stage. All right. All right. Let's get the microfiche on stage. Listen, you guys don't have microfiche from where you come from. Well, no, we got cod, we got scarp, we got <laughs> crapper. We, we don't got no microfiche. How do you archive your newspapers? I'll look right here. So y'all put, put this in a bird cage? You like cut up the fish? No. <laughs> no. You know, it's now, like now you've made me not want to watch this film. It's better with the sound on, okay? They're having a deep talk. He's he's digging up a grave talking to himself. And so he's when like, hand me the up. broom. And he thinks the ghost did it. And he goes, think nothing of it. What do you want? Oh man, this is, so this is the conflict, right? Because his girlfriend caught him digging up a grave, and it's like, yeah, I gotta, you don't understand. The ghost told me to do it. Not his girlfriend at all. No, it's Miss Meek. It's the bad one. And he's like, "Lady, if you want it, you come down here yourself." She will. But of course, the ghost will get involved and they'll be like crazy, you know. They'll fall into the pit and the, the, the skull will move. Wow, she is evil. She's putting a gun away. He just but dug the grave. At Danny. Get out, I say. She's wearing always That's wearing the hurt. same coat. Throughout the whole thing, they wear they wear the same clothes. I mean, it's days later. That's a kids. It's a kids movie. <laughs> Do you see the deed down there? Stop screwing around. It's just a human skull. Goodness. She threw him into the open uh, coffin. Yeah, in a joke Pretty. movie way. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it's pretty traumatic. <laughs> can't, can't stop thinking, though. I'll, I'll wake up with a skeleton under me. <laughs> this isn't the missionary style I was looking for. Now watch, the head moves. It's really the ghost. They're like freaked out, as if they don't know by now. Oh, they stomped his foot. But, I mean, every time they see it, it's like the first time. Bong! Yeah, it's got to hit the woman the hardest. Oh, like, Michael. What do you think family... oh, Michael. It's a family movie. It gets hit in the head with a shovel. You Michael, you, just you get... think that the writer said, and then they'll hit the woman, and I'll hit her the hardest. Come on, Mike. 
Look at this. The search engine is nothing but newspaper articles. No, but it, it, you don't have to include the scene. You could just imply that you guys are going with it. No, that's – but why can't she get bonked? They all got bonked, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Well, she could accidentally, she could accidentally slip and fall. That would be acceptable. She, okay. Oh, so, they buried them? No. So – <laughs> she finds out she's finding out really that Danny's father died in a car crash. That's what she's finding. Back when he was a teenager. Well, he's he doesn't really she doesn't know it's Danny's dad. She's looking up the history of like the Meeks and stuff. And did that headline teenage car crash? Or did a teenager die in a crash or was the car fifteen? It was years the old? car, right. The car yeah. was yeah, it was so tragic. It was nineteen. It was almost gonna be a classic. It needed Nineteen. Is twenty years a classic or twenty-five? Oh, with cars, I don't know. All right. So now it. we're having a crisis. We're having like a serious conversation. Like, doesn't your conscience bother you? And she's explaining herself, you know. And uh, how do you sleep at night? And just fine, thank you. And I'm, you know, I am not going to be. She makes a good argument for why she needs to be strong, you know. Um, this movie's complicated. There isn't one good guy or bad guy throughout the whole thing. Look, now they got to be freaked out by a ghost again. I've never seen a ghost around here before. They always look like it's the first time. Which I don't get. It. He's the Meeksville ghost. He is the fucking town ghost town ghost, right? right. It isn't like Ghost Dad where he owns one family. He owns the entire town. He's a Meeksville ghost. That's right. Nobody, a stranger walks in, and then someone, you know, then he then he introduces himself. Are you from no, Meeksville? No, no, remember. No, I'm not. It wasn't a stranger who comes in. It's more that he's condemned oh, to right, walk around and not yeah. be able to talk to anybody. <clears throat> but he only, does. Only his relative... You see that wasted opportunity? Did you see it, Mike? Whether those kids were able to walk through a, uh, a window well, like that? He, I, I'm jealous. No, he was helping her go through the window, and he could have absolutely cupped her butt to, you know, with the excuse <laughs> that it was to help get her into the window, shimmy the window. But no, he like this... did the calf and the thigh. Uh, you know, it was just—it's a wasted opportunity in my in my opinion. They're stunt people, right? I mean, like, the, the, it was the actual actress who went into a window. Well, I would, whether it was the actual actress 